God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Well, hello, hello, hello again. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and we're going to continue the conversation with Pastor Jamal Quinn of Firm Foundation Christian Fellowship Church. Come on, give a listen. If you missed part one, make sure you go back because we talked about a lot of things. Let's dive right back in. I mean, honestly, if you can, if you can only handle 50, as you said, mm -hmm. and well, I always believe that the systems that you have in place, your capacity will sure. allow you to then bring in more. But if he doesn't quite enlarge your territory, that to me says there's mm -hmm. something that you need to work on mm -hmm. before you get there. And it's okay. Just, sure. just work on it. Sure. But you yeah. kind of reminded me, uh, one of the, the courses that I taught was Ministry of Health. The okay. importance of everybody in the body of Christ. And I don't want anybody to think that this is only for pastors. This is mm -hmm. also for everyone yes. in the body of Christ. Yes. You are important no matter where you are. That's true. And I remember when I, when I took the class, before I taught the classes, I uh, wrote my paper was on a simple glass of water. Now, why do I still remember the title of that paper? But it mm -hmm. was, it was a simple glass of water. And it was about a minister of helps that just brought mm -hmm. the water for the pastor. Wow. She would also bring, you know, some mints and stuff for the pastor, but she would have it set up before the pastor mm -hmm. got there. There mm -hmm. is an importance to that because mm -hmm. if he got thirsty and he couldn't preach the word and he needed to be revived or refreshed, mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. there available. If it yeah. was not, it was going to hinder what we were getting in the pulpit. I mean, I from the pulpit, the pew yeah. was not going to get everything that they needed because he wasn't supplied. Uh, Wow. And then after it was all over, that same glass of water refreshed him after mm -hmm. he had poured out. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to think that, you know, oh, I got a small job. Mine is minuscule, is, you know, minor. Yeah. Those things are extremely important as well. Sure. Look at it from sure. God's vantage point. That's right. He created you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are remarkable. Yes. You are mm -hmm. his handiwork. He has entrusted you yes. with something. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is, go forth and do that thing because mm -hmm. that's what God would want you to have. I think along those lines as well, what you're saying is that whatever God has given unto you, whatever gift or an anointing, you know, use it as unto the Lord and serve as unto the Lord. On uh, our Bible study on yesterday, we were talking about the Gospels, and I was just breaking down Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And mm -hmm. I talked about Mark's Gospel shows Christ uh, as the suffering servant. And the Bible said that the greatest among you shall be your servant. And I found after 21 years of military service, even in ministry, that great servants make great leaders. Mm -hmm. And if you mm -hmm. notice, Dr. Haynes, that even in some of the uh, epistles, the, the apostles, they would say, like Paul, Romans chapter one, he say, Paul, a servant and an apostle. Mm -hmm. Peter, 
a servant and an apostle. I'm a servant before I'm an apostle. I'm a servant before I'm a pastor or a prophet. And I just found so much revelation in that because I'm a servant before my calling. And sometimes today people put that gifting, well, I'm this and that, but we'll always be servants because Christ, it blows my mind, Dr. Haynes, that the Lord of glory came into this earth realm and washed men's dirty feet. Yes. Mm, get a little on the mindset. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Yes. He humbled himself. Uh, he became a servant. And so great servants make great leaders. Amen. Amen. Yes, so that servant leadership is so mm -hmm. important. Um, and we do see, need to see a lot more of that. And I know mm -hmm. when I did Mark, Mark, for those of you who are not the Bible scholars, if you want to say, doesn't mean that you can't be, you just right. haven't delved into the word just yet. But Mark does review, reveal Christ more as the, I would say the conquering servant because it was mm. military. It was for the yeah. Roman. And you know, it was like, oh yeah, we got to see him being able to do something because yes. we yes. need to make sure that he's able to do what he says mm -hmm. he's able to do. And it That's goes right. fast, it's fast paced. So if you it's like serious. fast and furious, Mark's gospel is for you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, all of them are different. Matthew's yeah. gospel was written uh -huh. to the Jews. If you're gonna That's look right. for all those yeah. specifics and the Old uh -huh. Testament references and all that, read Mark's mm -hmm. gospel. Yeah. He's got a yeah. lot of detail in there. He walked yeah. with Christ, one of the oh, people no. that did. Oh, no. You know, mm -hmm. so that, that is excellent. But I'm going to tell you, my favorite was the supplemental gospel, which is John's gospel, because uh -huh. it reveals Christ in these mm -hmm. intimate personal relationships. And I believe it's 27 different personal relationships that yes. he has these intimate conversations to let us know that he's not just a God out there in the sky, you mm -hmm. know, but he is so real that you can talk to him. You walk mm -hmm. with him and he yes. walks with you and yeah. he relates to you and he, yeah he knows everything about you you know mm -hmm. search me and know me yeah he already did that and he mm -hmm. will at least show you little by little what yes. you need to do different yeah. but yeah. you know one one of the songs that we sang on sunday elevation worship does it with maverick city it, it was i shall not want and mm -hmm. i love it because there's a passage in there that says my soul has a shepherd in the valley and I shall not want. Yes. No matter whether I'm on a mountaintop or I'm in a valley area in my life, a circumstance, mm -hmm. God says, I don't have to want because he's my shepherd. He's going to yeah. watch out for me. Yeah. He's going to yeah. give me green pastures. He's going to uh -huh. place mm -hmm. a table before me in the presence of my enemies. But he's going to do all yeah. of that. Sure. But he is my shepherd mm -hmm. and he cares for me. And we need to know, even in the middle of a time when we're not getting out as much as we used to, when we're feeling this disconnect, that you mm -hmm. have the ability to connect with Christ even the more. Yes. What were you doing while you were at home? Did That's you take right. time to spend in the word? Did you mm. take time to pray? I mean, there's so much. I'm not, I'm not getting on you. I'm just suggesting that sure. maybe this is an opportunity to say, okay, Lord, what do you mm -hmm. have for me to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What purpose am I here for? That's right. I heard That's that right. I'm important. Yeah. I know what your word says about me. Mm -hmm. 
I know what the pastor said. I know what the message was on Wednesday night. Am I applying it? How am I different from the beginning of 2020 to we're in the Mm -hmm. middle of 2021? My goodness, yes. What has changed? So Mm. I'm loving it. Yes, we should be unified. Who are you connecting with might be another one. Are you connecting with somebody else that you're sitting around Oh, and you just kind of reminded me. The Bible says that the angels are recording everything that we say. Mm-hmm. God knows everything that we say. Mm-hmm. When you're having a conversation with someone and you're talking about how the goodness of God, the mm-hmm. greatness of God, the excellency yes. of God, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's being recorded. Can you imagine? I want my book to be filled with praise. Yes, bless God. Amen. Yeah, definitely. definitely. You know? Can, yeah, can you yeah. imagine like what, ooh, mm-hmm. that, that's probably a sobering thought to think back mm-hmm. on the conversations mm-hmm. that I've had yesterday, mm-hmm. how many were praised and how many were complained? Ooh, wow, my goodness. Because there's goodness. a hard passage in the scripture. I don't even know why we're going here, but somebody probably <laughs> needs to hear it. Philippians 2.14, uh-huh. do all things without uh-huh. murmuring and complaining. That's good. Now, that one, we're going to have to wait till we get to heaven to say we accomplished. Mm, <laughs> In the wow. middle of all of this. But yeah. we should do our best every day. That's right. That's now, right. Pastor Jamal, I'm not going to take it away here. I want you to talk. What's the favorite passage <laughs> of scripture of yours? You know what? I have several favorite passages of scripture, but I believe one of the, the best ones, the one that I love the most uh, it's Isaiah 54, 17. Okay. Uh, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises in judgment against you, you shall condemn it. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me. And so I love that there's no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue, you know, whether it be condemning tongues, accusing tongues, lying tongues, slandering tongues, you know, it shall not prosper. And God said, you shall condemn it because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Their righteousness is for me. It's as if the Lord is saying, I'm covering you. Uh, I've got my hands are on you. I'm watching over you. So there's no weapon that is going to form against you that will prosper. It might form, but it will not prosper. And I think I've seen that over the years. Sometimes I feel like uh, I was sharing with someone the other day. I feel like you know, Jabez, you know, sorrow, because I've experienced some pain. I shared earlier when I was young, my mother died at the age, I was about seven years old, she was 28. That was a lot of pain uh, in my life. You know, my wife had a stroke uh, 2014, she's doing well now. Uh, But that was some pain being a caretaker, you know, I've experienced some things in ministry, uh, as relates, you know, sometimes you hear about churches, you know, where you know, churches, you know, some of the members may leave. I've had that happen. And that was some pain there. But you know what, through it all, there's a purpose behind the pain, you know, and sometimes you don't understand it, you don't see it. And God uses pain, uh, sometimes to perfect us or get us to a place in him. And think about Jabez, for example, his name was sorrow. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, he, Everything he did, there was some sorrow in his life because his mom named him that. But he called on the God of Israel. 
uh, First Chronicles chapter four. And he cried out to the Lord. Of course, we know the story. He asked him the largest territory. Your hand be with me. Yeah. Keep me from evil. I don't want to cause pain. Dr. Haynes, it was almost as if he was saying, although my name is pain or sorrow, I don't want to cause pain. I want to be a blessing. And the Bible says that God granted him what he requested. And it blows me away that throughout, was it First Chronicles, you know, all from chapter one, all the way up to nine, this just this chronology of names. And then all of a sudden it breaks and Jabez was more honorable. That blows me away. something about him. I love to study biblical characters. Okay. And sometimes I wonder what was it about Jabez? Well, he was more honorable than his brother. What made David a man after God's own heart or uh, Abraham, the friend of God? I'm actually writing a book now entitled Closer Than a Brother. It's about friendship, what the Bible says about friendship. And Dr. Haynes, I had no clue. And I always tell people, I'm still, I'm still learning in the Lord. And I thank God for that. And I never knew that the Bible had so much to say about friends and friendship. Yes. This is going to be a powerful book. Yeah. It's going to set some people free. <laughs> you mentioned pain and, you know, I, my middle daughter passed away at the age of 10, three days before her 11th birthday. And so mm -hmm. you mentioned the sorrow of, you know, losing a mother. Oh. I still have my mother, but I have lost my father. You mentioned mm -hmm. the sorrow or the change that you have to go through when you uh, have a loved one in your wife, Cheryl, um, and having mm -hmm. a stroke and you having to be the caretaker. And all of those things we do go through, you're absolutely right. There is purpose for our pain and it should mm -hmm. propel us to influence somebody else. That's right. Okay. And That's I right. recognize that. And one of the things that I'm doing uh, these days is I'm doing some coaching for women who have been devastated by the double D's divorce or death in order for them to find to find this peace and financial side of things, the security that they need from that standpoint, because it's also important and all of it typically goes together with the emotional roller coaster and the financial roller coaster. And then you got that confidence that is necessary there too. Uh, I'm big on the financial side because I truly believe that the body of Christ is not doing, we're, we're not living like we should. We're supposed to live this abundant life. And if we do, then we will be able to make a significant kingdom impact. So it's not about, I want to be a millionaire kind of thing. No, I want to be able to make an impact. I want to make an influence. I want to be a good steward of what God has given me. And unfortunately, in many instances, we're not doing that. And mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, honestly, I'm going to preach it according to God's word. I'm going to teach it according to God's word. So I don't step back from that. Yes, I'm going to tell you be in covenant relationship and return your tithe. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. You might not like it, but yeah. you tip people at, as a waitress more so than you give to God that 10%. We give to the right. government more than we give to God. And he, it just does not make any sense when we think about the fact that he gives us so much favor. And in covenant relationship, yes, he calls me friend. I'm going to tell you now, I'm his favorite. That's what every, I tell everybody. I'm his favorite. You could be the apple of his eye, but I got a plaque that says Jesus loves all of y'all, but I'm his favorite. Anyway. <laughs> that's a side note. That's just the, that's the way I feel. 
You know, mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. loves us so much. And yeah. if I look back over my life, and I'm sure if you look back over yours too, you will see the hand of God in everything mm -hmm. that you've done. And when mm -hmm. you're in covenant relationship, you know you are protected. That umbrella is covering you. When you ask for rain, rain representing his favor, yeah. that yeah. falls on you. Yeah. And you yeah. know that you're going to be okay. You can mm -hmm. go to 1 Peter 5, 7. Oh, cast yeah. my cares upon the Lord for he cares for mm -hmm. me. But mm -hmm. if I, you know, let, let me say it this way. We go to the bank, right? And mm -hmm. you have to have some money in the bank in order to receive something out. That's yeah. right. That's right. But if you don't put anything in, you're not praying, you're oh, not yeah. studying, you're not giving like he's asking you to, and you mm -hmm. want to just go in and make a withdrawal, it's going to come back insufficient <sighs> funds. So we don't want that to happen. And, you know, 10% is nothing. And he even tells us, test me on this. I don't even know test how we got onto this, part, but test me on this. See if I won't do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you start doing it, you don't even think about it. It's an automatic. Yeah. I That's know right. I'm returning my tithe. Yeah. Amen. No problem. He uh, will do I, more yeah. with the 90% than you could have yeah. done with the 100 yeah, yeah, and God is the greatest giver. Yes, uh, I'm like you, you know, old school, in that I believe in tithing. I mean, many years ago, I'm gonna tell you before I became, you know, I was raised in the church, got away from it, and uh, I started studying studying Islam at some point when I was in military around 1990, uh, Nation of Islam doctrine, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and I didn't really understand. I didn't the giving and all of that stuff. And my wife, she was still a believer. And she would take my money, take the money in time. I said, what happened to our money? What happened to the money? Oh, I gave a tithe. And I would be so upset. Mm -hmm. But then when I got saved and finally came to the knowledge of truth and the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I began to read the scriptures. I said, man, God is the greatest giver. You know, you can't beat his giving. I mean, 10%. I mean, he gives everything we have. He gives us air. He gives us clothes. He gives us food. Amen. He, he, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. God is the greatest giver. And you can't beat God's giving. No way, no how. No. There's no way you can. <laughs> and honestly, when you look at it, God's economy, and I teach that because I've been mm -hmm. teaching biblical finance, but in so doing, his economy is going to work when we do what he asks us to do. All that's you have right. to do is return that 10%. That's going to keep mm -hmm. the lights on at the church. It's going to keep mm -hmm. the, the pastor in a position where he can then support his family. It's that's going right. to have the leaders, you know, be supported. Yes. It's also He's going doing. to have the ability for us to go out to those who don't know him and to mm -hmm. serve those that are widows and orphans and in need. And because mm -hmm. we're able to do that, because we return the tithe, we can do yes. so much. So it's That's not right. about, hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, and it's just for mm -hmm. the pastor. No, you're, yeah. yes, you're going to support the gift because we right. expect you to be there 24 That's seven. Right. Whenever yeah. we pick up the phone, we want to uh -huh. be able to call and you're going to show up That's at the right. hospital. You're going to mm -hmm. show up at every single graduation. You're going to show up at all those other things, even birthday parties, whatever. In mm -hmm. the middle of the night, I need a prayer. Pastor, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to pray for me but we That's don't want right. to support come That's on right. now right. we, we really need to do that and let me just say for those who try to say that only old testament 
Mm. It's not. Jesus talked about it as well. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's a small matter. You should have definitely done those things, but then you should do some of the weightier ones too. That's, That's a minor right. issue. Yeah. So yeah. get your pocketbook saved too. Okay. That's all I got to say. Can <laughs> I add one thing to that? Yeah. Dr. Haynes is that the most important thing to remember is that giving is worship. Yes. It is. Giving is worship, and people need. And that's the. I mean, you find throughout them. That's what the sacrifices and all that stuff was all about. It was giving back to God what belongs to God, and so I teach that at our church as well. That giving is worship. You it know, is. worship the Lord. Amen. Bring Him an offering, as one of the scriptures says. So that's important. You know, you're going to make me go back to biblical finance because, you know, I can, I can tell you, <laughs> if you go in the Old Testament, they get 45%. So come on now, give you 10. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. And actually, one of the books that I did, not just paper, is the theology and theory portion of that is what I taught in biblical finance because it's not just paper. It represents so much more. <laughs> It's right. how you're worshiping God. It's your yes. thought process. Am I putting yes. him first? You know, mm -hmm. and one of the challenges that I had, even in doing that, so we're not all perfect, but we grow. And yes, I was returning my tithe, but it wasn't necessarily the first check that I wrote. Mm -hmm. It was going to be there. And so I started changing. No, let me make sure this is the first thing that I get. Before I pay mm -hmm. everything else, I'm paying God yeah. first. Right. I'm returning right. to him what yeah. is his notice i didn't say i'm giving a tithe i'm returning the tithe mm -hmm. it all belongs to him if mm -hmm. he didn't give me the air to breathe as you mentioned if he didn't uh -huh. give me the energy or the activity of my lim limbs i couldn't go and do the job that he's got sure. me doing wow. that's bringing in the funds if i didn't have the mentality to do it if he didn't give me that ability it mm -hmm. all belongs to him. So we want to be right. good stewards. We're managers. Yeah. And I don't know, somebody probably turned us off now. I'm not talking about money. Yeah. <laughs> you know me, you know, somewhere along the line, I'm going to help you talk about money. All right. All right. Be because it is so important and it does. Um, I do a money test too. It tells mm -hmm. you where you are. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you can't be better. It, yeah. You know, you want to be able to help somebody else. If you see somebody that's in dire need, you need to have mm -hmm. a budget so that you know what yeah. you can do. Sure. Okay. Sure. So uh, we, we love, I love the church. I love everything about Christ and what he is really standing on for us to do. And it's mm -hmm. there for our good, for his Amen. glory, for our good. Always. And always. he's always looking out for us. So I'm always excited, Pastor Jamal, when I meet pastors who have the same heart to say, hey, I want to please God in everything. They're yes. not trying to be a big I, little you, none of that. Right. It's That's all right. about what does Christ want us to do at this juncture. Yeah. And so I yeah. love the fact that you want to partner with others. I love the fact that you have an excellent spirit and you're looking over the things that you're doing, trying to make sure that it is the best. You've got so many irons in the fire. You need some assistance, but that's okay. You got so many irons in the fire, things that you're doing that God is truly blessing. And my prayer is that he continues to bless you as you continue to do his work. Uh, and when we, when we look at it from a universal church standpoint, we want to be unified. I want to go ahead and mention your book again, 
how good and how pleasant it is. And I heard you say you already did six books. My word. Okay. Yes. We'll make sure we put the titles there and we put the link so that you can go find them. Are they all on your website? They are. You can go to jamalquinn.com and of course all of the books are there as well. Yeah, and a synopsis of what those books are. Excellent. Yeah, so definitely support. Uh, I appreciate that because when someone writes, they're pouring their heart out. And see, you kind of beat me there. I got five that are already published. I got two that are supposed to be done this year and I kind of slowed down, but it's July. So I'm going to have seven and I'm thinking I might stop. So we've heard the five Ps. If you missed them, go back and get them. I think we talked about application the importance mm -hmm. of the word. We talked about mm -hmm. the fact that it is important to have unity within the body of Christ as well as love. Pastor Jamal, it truly has been mm -hmm. my pleasure. And my audience, again, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. As I always say, I'm here to help you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And I'm your biblical money management expert and strategist with over 20 years of proven results. From one client who took one tip out of my book and saved $2,400 a year to another that was on a fixed income and is now going to be financially free for over six years. I'm excited about what I bring to you. What you don't know is that after 29 years of marriage, I got the rug pulled out from under me when my husband asked for a divorce. I was dumbfounded, anxious, and unsure of what my financial outlook was going to be. Now, I know how money works, and I've coached many, but I didn't think in my wildest dreams that this would happen to me. After all, I'm the prayer warrior, leader in the church, professor, speaker, and I have almost as many degrees as a thermometer. But what I learned after navigating my journey is that 90% of the women devastated by divorce or death ended up like I was, hiding in the shadows, wanting the life that they sacrificed so hard for, and they wanted their future to match the efforts in which they put in. Now, what we can't control is how someone else feels. And we can't control the system, which is typically stacked against us. But what we can control is how we manage the finances that we do have. We can effectively build confidence and walk in abundance. There is a smart way to move forward in financial freedom. If those things are something that you're interested in, I'm your girl. See, my passion is to help women devastated by the double Ds, divorce or death but want to live life confidently on their terms with financial independence and security, as well as peace. So if you are tired of the anxiety, the stress and feeling stuck, if the embarrassment and the shame are keeping you from confidently moving forward, and if you lack the money management skills, as well as the financial decision-making so that you can have financial independence, I'd like to help. If you're looking for those effective tools that are going to transform you from wounded to confident, 
And if you're looking for the smart way to move forward in financial freedom, then I truly am your girl and this program may be for you. The program is called Prosperity After Pain. It's a financial transformation experience. And if you qualify, it might be the thing that is going to change the rest of your life. Your heart may be broke, but your bank account doesn't have to be. Contact me today for your free strategy call. You can find us online at h the number 2 h truth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people.